when you have a hundred flips going on, are you physically going to all those locations? You mentioned at one point it was very tiring for you to go meet all these people. Cause that's what I think about when I think about real estate, realtors, that type of situation is you're just, you're constantly driving to new locations <laughs> and looking at, is that what it's like? Um, I mean, if you're a solopreneur, sure. Yeah. Um, for me, no. I mean, I don't go to our flips at all. I, okay. no, I, I don't even know what we buy anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, starting out, I was every hat, you know, I'm the realtor, the project manager, the, the acquisitions guy, everything. Right. And then eventually you hire your first guy. My first guy I hired was a project manager. So he did all the stuff I didn't want to do. And I focused on getting deals because that's where the money was at. Well, eventually, you know, you start delegating that out and that out. And then you just focus on being kind of like at the top and running the business. And so, yeah, I mean, once uh, my fourth year was when we got to a hundred plus a year. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was done ever going in the field and, and doing any of that stuff. Wow. Okay. So when you say that, and then it's funny, have you read uh, Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell? Yep. He, was, he spoke at my event too. Beautiful. Dan, Dan's book is life changing. My, my whole team is required reading now for yeah. us. Uh, I'm, I'm hiring a personal assistant now. Yep. At first I'm like, oh, why do I need a personal assistant? And then I start writing down, I do what Dan's exercise, and I start writing down all these things that are taking my hours. And just for those of you who don't know, he said, basically he says, take your yearly salary, divide it by 8,000, and that's what you should be paying a personal assistant per hour mm. in order to take, to give you your hour back, mm. right? Real great stuff that he goes over in this book. Um, in this situation, you start talking about the same thing. You're hiring people, you're building systems to replace you in these different arenas. Yeah. What is that like? How, how are you able to build these systems and train these people? Well, you know, the first thing I did was I hired a business coach because mm-hmm. I never, quote unquote, had a job. You know, my, my only real job was playing professional baseball. Mm-hmm. So I didn't grow up in corporate America or move my way in the ranks or I had no idea what an organizational chart was. When somebody said SOP, I didn't know what it was. Like, I just didn't know. I was just literally, I hustled my way to 100 deals in a year with no structure. It was just like, yo, you do this. I'm going to do this. Like, intuitively, I understood delegation. Yeah. And like, people doing what's optimal for their skill set. You have meetings with people and like, hey, how are your KPIs? And no, what no, that, that so wasn't a thing. What's your EOD? What are we doing end of day? Like, I didn't yeah. understand that. Yeah, yeah we I'm didn't right have any of that. So anyways, um, 2019, the market shifted a little bit. And so that was the first time I ever lost money on flips. And I was like, okay, I, I, I got to figure out how to prevent this from happening. And so, yeah, end, or beginning of 2020 was the first year um, I hired a business coach. And so great friend to this day, his name's Gary. And... You know, I paid him like 20 grand to come to my office for three days to teach, like, give me the quick rundown of how to do things. And so from that point forward, it all clicked. I was like, I get it now. That's how this business should be run. And Mm. we can run every business like that going forward. And so now everything's pretty plug and play. It's just like, I don't know. It's kind of just templated of how to build a business and, and launch it. The plug and play component is what we want. I guess my question is the del. So for instance, the note, I was like, what is the most time consuming thing I do? You know what it was for me? It was doing the timestamps on my own YouTube videos. Oh, geez. Because, but here's the, here's the reason why, because the timestamp and I would put asterisks next to the ones like, this is going to be a great clip. I knew which ones were going to be viral. So I was like, this was my responsibility to do the timestamps because then I can see which one's viral. So now I send it to the video team and I have 10 clips. I don't make the clips, but they do. Get, so I, I had three guys do my timestamps at the same time and I just started hiring the one that was the best. Yep. And that took a little time and it was very hard to give that away because mm. I felt like literally 
since 66% of our revenue was coming from organic and my organic traffic was coming from the reels and the reels were being done by the team based on the clips that I was giving them. Right. I was like, I'm giving this thing away to a guy that I'm paying not nearly that much. And it was very hard to give that away. Yeah. How do you train that guy and how do you get over that feeling of giving that away? Yeah, this is a big problem with entrepreneurs, right? So I'll tell you a framework I have. It's called make, manage, multiply. So for anybody who's trying to make money, the first thing you got to do is stage one, which is make. And for me, I say, figure out how to make 250 grand a year in anything. I don't care what you do. Wholesale, flip couches, freaking make content. I don't care. But figure out how to make 250. And anyone can make 250 by themselves. You don't need a big team. Okay. Stage two is manage. Now you got to figure out how to use that skill that you've just developed. Let's just say flipping houses today and build a team around that skill. Now you have to teach that skill to others and have certain people do different aspects of the skill. And that's how you're going to scale. And so for me, you haven't conquered the managed stage until you've made over a million bucks. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is in the managed stage, it's the same for everyone. It's a totally new skill set. It has nothing to do with flipping houses anymore. The managed stage is all about processes, org charts, personality test, interviewing, hiring, firing, KPIs, accountability, all these things that allow you to do what we're talking about. From there, once you've conquered the managed stage, you then go into multiply. And for me, multiply is when you've earned the right to now either invest your money, you can go throw, give it to me at Pineda Capital. Mm -hmm. um, you could start a new business because so many people are like wanting to start five businesses when they haven't even made 250, mm -hmm. right? Or double down on your current and say, mm. hey, this business is a million bucks. How do we get it to four or five or 10, right? So it, you have to go through this progression before you ever get to do anything different. Because we all have like shiny object syndrome. And we're like, bro, Ryan's podcasting. I need to podcast now. It's like, well, you still need to learn how to flip a house first. Like yeah. you don't even do that good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hormozzi says more, better, new. And I had, we had a, I had a talk with my team about this idea. It's like, so we're doing something right now. And we were talking about doing a low ticket offer and then I was going to make a course, just a, a business course based yeah. on like basically replicating what we did to grow our business from 40 K a month to 500,000 a month. And I was like, um, I was like, well, we got to turn up the ad spend until it breaks. Like, yeah. We need to grow the sales team and turn up the ad spend until this current uh, offer we have breaks. Yeah. When I do double ad spend and I'm only getting 20% more ROI, then let's make a new course. But in, but right now we're getting like 26 to one ROI on ads. I'm like, we need to run ads until they break. How much are you spending on ads right now? Uh, not enough. It's the Facebook ad manager like kind of limits how much we were doing. We just had the limits taken off this month. So uh, we're going to probably spend some more, but uh, like maybe, oh, it's not even... 20,000 a month, dude. It's yeah, not it's that nothing. much. Yeah. yeah. So how, how big is your sales team? Uh, eight, uh, four closers, four setters. Okay. Uh, one lead setter, one lead closer, and then four closers, four setters. That's where right now. Yeah. And we've had 600 people apply to be closers for us. And it's hard because we need a very specific type. And we also, it helps a lot if they've gone through my program before they become a closer. So a lot of the fans of the program end up trying to do it. But uh, that's an issue is like the, the pace at which we hire. What's how, how much is the program? Uh, there, it's a, it's high ticket. So it's more than 5k. Okay. I got yeah. it. All right. There's, there's, there's three tiers. The highest one is 20k. We have okay. one that's higher than that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. 
So, so that's, that's been the issue for us scaling. It's, it's funny because I was talking with a, a huge influencer recently. I was look, going through his program and he had all these things written down as far as scaling. And then there was this like little thing where it goes phone sales team. And I was like, no, bro, that's not the little thing. <laughs> that's the thing. That is the, that is the, the clog in your artery that ends up causing you to have a heart attack. That thing right there is the main thing. And he was like talking about like renting sales teams from other people. And I'm like, well, that'll work. But it's like, a band aid. It's a band aid. But the problem is, like, after a while, like, you're talking to a guy from India who says his name is Timothy, and like, you, you're after a while, you're like, that's <laughs> not your name's not Timothy. Yeah. And this is my sales team now. You know. Uh, so it's it's really interesting, like going through these growing pains and like growing very quickly, and then talking to serious business. Here's another thing, right? I know I'm an executive of my company, but I also know that there are people more qualified to be executives at my company than me, mm-hmm. but not more qualified to make my content. I'm more qualified to do that yeah. and not more qualified to do my coaching. I'm more qualified to do that. But there's somebody else should be the CEO. Somebody else with multiple master's degrees should be doing some of these other things. Yeah. And that's another thing you have to get out of your own way to come to the realization of.